right. Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is episode one of the Avid Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Josh Adamek. Uh, we're going to dive into a lot of details here over over the upcoming episodes. Uh, we're going to focus on um, real estate, investing, uh, wealth management, finances, entrepreneurship, business, uh, things like that. Who knows where we're going to go from there. Uh, but as we get started, as we get kicked off here, I just want to spend this first episode and tell you a little bit about myself uh, in case you don't already know, you know, who I am, where we're at, um, how I got started in the business and how we progressed and grew the business over the years. So here goes, um, you know, I am I am the owner and uh, founder of Adamek Ventures and Avid Management Group. Uh, we currently operate under a private equity model. Uh, where we work one-on-one -on -one with uh, private and institutional investors to uh, create and manage portfolios. Uh, we primarily invest in uh, single-family homes. We create portfolios of, of existing single-family homes. Uh, we do some new construction, some infill development, um, some land assemblage type deals. But the bulk of our business is portfolios of single-family homes. So, And again, that's, uh, that's under a private equity model. So how I got started in the business goes back almost 20 years ago. Um, you know, I grew up, uh, uh, you know, in a, in a uh, middle class, lower middle class family, you know, like, um, like a lot, you know, most other families, there's challenges, there's issues along the way. So uh, there's things to deal with. Uh, me personally, you know, lost my mother when I was young, when I was nine years old. Um, and then, uh, you know, my dad was left to raise two kids. So, you know, he did, he did what he had to do. You know, he worked, uh, multiple jobs, did his other, you know, things he was, um, you know, he was there, but you know, he wasn't around much, so he was always working. So we kind of, kind of found our own way. My sister and I, um, she went one direction. I went another direction. Uh, me, I was more, you know, business entrepreneurial, uh, you know, I, I, I always had a vision from a very, very young age that, you know, I wanted to do big things. I wanted to create something big. Uh, in my younger days, when I was in my teens, into my early 20s, I thought I was going to find um, that growth and that prosperity uh, in the automotive industry. So I spent almost a decade uh, in the automotive industry um, with a vision that, you know, I'm going to grow a brand, establish a brand. We're going to, you know, I was big into custom cars. You know, we're going to follow something similar to like West Coast Choppers, West Coast Customs, you know, build all these crazy custom cars, uh, you know, for athletes, celebrities, things like that. That was my vision, you know, in my teens and into my 20s. And then uh, in my in my very early 20s, um, you know, my wife, and uh, who who's my girlfriend at the time, uh, we were... We were living, you know, in a um, in, in a three hundred fifty dollar a month apartment, uh, and I say that because I want you to know, you know, where where we started, where this came from. Um, so we're living in a in an apartment. It was three hundred fifty bucks a month, um, you know, because that's that's where we were at. That's what I could afford at the time. Um, and again, we're going back almost twenty years ago. So uh, we're living there. Um, there's four apartments in the uh, in the building. Landlord comes by, collects the rent. I give him my rent. I, uh, guy, uh, the lady next door pays her rent. The people downstairs pay their rent. The other guy downstairs pays his rent. And uh, you know, then he then he spends the afternoon hanging out uh, with the guy downstairs. You know, drinking a couple of beers, having a good time. And I'm up there. I I, I start thinking about it, and I'm like, that really hit. And um, 
the landlord, he's a relative of mine at the time, um, you know, and, and I kind of knew what the other things that he was doing. Um, you know, he was actually doing some 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 retail project, you know, some retail deals, some, what we call flips. Uh, he was doing some other some other investments, and I knew a little bit about it, or I thought I knew a little bit about it. I start doing the math on, you know, what he collected in rent, you know, asking him questions about his other projects and things like that. I start doing some math, and I'm like, man, there's a lot of money in this business. And uh, so it all kind of clicked, um, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to buy a building. You know, I'm like 20 years old. And uh, so I bought a book, um, you know, at his recommendation, I bought a book, I read a book. Uh, first book I read on real estate and investing was uh, Fast Cash by Ron LeGrand. Never forget it. Um, you know, book's still applicable today. The, the principles in the book, of course, the numbers that they, that they reference in the book are drastically different, but the ratios are the same. So um, that was the first book that I read. Uh, at the time, I also linked up with the organization uh, called Acre of Pittsburgh. It's a real estate investors association. I started going to their monthly meetings, uh, linking up with some people, asking some questions, learning as much as I could. Um, and, you know, fast forward 20 years later, I'm, I'm on the board with Acre. I have been for over a decade. I help, I volunteer to help run the organization and kind of give back to, to, to where I started. So, um, but anyways, at the time, uh, I read, uh, you know, I, I read the book, I'm going to these meetings, I'm like, I'm gonna start making some offers. I linked up with a real estate agent, started making some offers, uh, found a property that I wanted, I honed in on it, uh, made an offer, made an offer month after month, week after week, and finally six months in, uh, they accepted my offer, which was at the time about half of the list price. Um, you know, it was a, a duplex down the street from where we live uh, in that $350 a month apartment. Uh, so they took my offer and great offers accepted. Now it's like, all right, cool. I got the deal. What next? Uh, so I had to figure out how to finance that deal, how, how to get the money in place uh, to buy it, to renovate it, uh, and, and ultimately to get moved in. So that was a whole nother uh, learning curve for me at the time. But we did it. I did it, made it happen. Um, we moved into fixed up one apartment, moved in, uh, fixed up the other apartment, rented it out. And then uh, the interesting part, I'll never forget this, is uh, rented the first floor apartment for 500 bucks a month, which covered my mortgage payment of $500.60 per month. I'll never forget that. So 21, 22 years old, whatever it was, you know, we were, we were living for free. So now they call it house hacking. There's a term for it um, that some of these gurus sell and pitch courses on. Me, I just called it living for free while some other dude paid my mortgage. So that was the start of it from there. Once I saw those numbers and everything clicked, started buying some more, you know, kept, kept going, uh, over the next, you know, six, seven, uh, years, uh, bought, you know, built up a small portfolio of rental properties, um, mostly single family homes, uh, you know, uh, one or two years in, we realized, you know, uh, that didn't want to live in that part of town. So did the same thing, bought a house out in the suburbs, fixed it up, refinanced it, uh, rented out the other apartment. And guess what? That other apartment covered the cost of the new house in the suburbs. So, um, you know, it's kind of, kind of how we, we grew and progressed. And then, you know, like I said, over the next, uh, six, seven, eight years, um, you know, kept building up a small portfolio. And then it gets to the point, it got to the point where 
I'm working full time. I'm still, you know, in the automotive industry working 50, 60 hours a week. And then early mornings, nights, weekends, you know, whatever it took to, to, you know, grow the business, grow the real estate. That's what I was doing. So I don't even know how many hours I was putting in, um, but it was a lot. And, and, you know, it all came to a screeching halt in uh, uh, 2010 uh, when my wife uh, was, was diagnosed with a rare form of, of breast cancer, um, triple, triple negative breast cancer. So um, we get, uh, she gets hit with that. We get hit with that, whatever, um, you know, and here I am working, you know, almost two full-time jobs, trying to manage that, balance that. And now my wife's sick. Um, she's going through treatments, there's doctor's appointments, there's things like that. And, uh, you know, trying to, trying to be there as much as I can. Um, you know, I wish I, uh, I should have been there much more than I was. Um, but, you know, trying to balance and manage all that. So, so, you know, came to the point where the realization where I think, you know, I'm at a point in my career, it's like, you know, I think I know enough about real estate where I can make this my full-time gig. And, uh, but, you know, I got this job, I, I got this job, this full-time job with benefits and everything like that. So that was the deciding factor that, you know, I needed to free up some time, something had to give. So in 2010, I quit my full-time job uh, and went full-time in real estate. So um, that's when I made the decision, not because I was making enough money in the real estate to replace my income, but because I thought I knew enough about real estate um, to where I could, you know, replace my income and also free up some time to, you know, be there, you know, with my wife and for my wife. So uh, I did that. I quit. Um, and, you know, hindsight, it was the best decision I ever made. So, um, you know, there was that, that, you know, uh, immediately, you know, no paycheck coming in. Uh, there was that fear of failure. And, you know, I went, you know, I, I went all in. So um, uh, what I did my first year is, you know, there wasn't enough rental income to support my, my income. So I started buying and selling, wholesaling. Um, you know, I was basically, you know, flipping some contracts, securing deals, passing them on to other investors. Uh, you know, I, I linked up with, with a good friend and mentor of mine at Acre. Uh, you know, I was working some of his, his dead leads, um, you know, converting them, you know, making, uh, catching some fees. And, you know, it was good because they were, they were leads that, you know, he would otherwise just throw in the trash. So I would, I would chase those leads down. I would, I would, uh, you know, make some money off of them. Um, you know, he would get paid, I would get paid. There was a split that we had in place. And I did that for almost a year um, where I was just wholesaling houses. It's very common now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of wholesalers out there, but uh, that's how I made the transition. And then, uh, you know, as, um, as I, I got to the point where I quickly, you know, replaced my income, I realized that, you know, I'm wholesaling all these houses and I'm leaving a lot of money on the table. Uh, so I, I started, uh, you know, instead of selling all the houses, I'd keep one or two, I'd do the rehab and I'd sell it retail. Uh, so <clears throat> over time, you know, over that next year or so, I transitioned into uh, uh, doing more flips, what they call flips now. So instead of wholesaling everything, I'd buy it, I'd fund, get it funded, I'd uh, do the remodel and I'd sell it uh, retail. So that, you know, progressed into another business model in itself where I transitioned. I was, I was starting to make more money and do more deals and, uh, you know, started, uh, uh, keeping and renovating more houses than I was wholesaling. 
And I did that, you know, in, uh, we're going into like 2012, 2013, and uh, got involved in a number of projects in Lawrenceville, uh, Pennsylvania. And if anybody knows, which I'm sure most of you know the market, 2012, 2013 was a really, really good time to get started in Lawrenceville. I'll never forget uh, the first house that, that we renovated to sell in uh, Lawrenceville was uh, on Plumber Street. So we bought it, did a full gut renovation, put it on the market, listed it for one hundred seventy-five thousand. And uh, you know, at the time we're we're getting ready to do the listing. I'm like, who the heck is going to pay one hundred seventy-five thousand to to live in Lawrenceville? Well, fast forward, that was two thousand and twelve. Now we're two thousand twenty-one. Uh, that same home, you know, listed today would be five fifty six hundred thousand. So the market has grown tremendously. In, in Lawrenceville and, and similar pockets in the city. So um, we did that, uh, it, uh, did a number of those projects in Lawrenceville and became very, very active in, in that part of town. And I don't know what year it was, maybe 14, 15, something like that. I had the opportunity to, uh, uh, an agent uh, brought me some lots. Uh, to some vacant lots and I'm like, you know, I'm not really a builder, but you know, it looks like there's, there's some money here. So went down that path, um, bought a couple of lots, went through the planning and approval process, uh, built some homes. Uh, there were some challenges, some learning curves along the way, but you know, that, uh, that started my, my path as a, a builder. Um, you know, we ended up, uh, built, built a couple of houses in Lawrenceville, you know, challenges, bumps in the roads along the way. Uh, dealing with a builder is totally different from dealing with a general contractor. Uh, dealing with the permitting and approval process on new construction is totally different than than uh, uh, pulling a general building permit for a remodel. So a lot of a huge learning curve there, but got through it. Uh, did really well on some projects. Um, fortunately, uh, the market kept rising uh, in Lawrenceville. So even though you know we're coming across some challenges. Uh, some bumps in the road, some things that, you know, some things that were missed. It's like, you know, we're okay because the market kept rising as we're doing these projects. So fortunately, uh, that all worked out. And then, uh, you know, started growing and progressing, always continually growing and progressing, trying to do things uh, bigger, better, and, uh, you, know, you know, more so, more so better. So um, that, that transition from building an infill house here to building, you know, three or four homes here to, buying a chunk of land here, uh, doing a land assemblage deal here where we're going to build 10 homes, we're going to build 14 homes, we're going to build nine homes. Um, so really, uh, you know, over the next couple of years, uh, started, um, you know, working on some some much bigger projects and and taking those through uh, planning, uh, planning approvals and execution. And then, uh, you know, what, what, what really changed my business was uh, in, in 2017. So up until 2017, um, and even, you know, through today, the majority of my business is privately funded. So, you know, we work, as I mentioned at the beginning, we work with private and institutional investors to create and manage portfolios. Um, you know, prior to two, 2017, bulk of my business was under a debt model. Uh, in 2017, I linked up with a very good friend of mine who is a very good friend of mine now and a uh, mentor of mine. His name's John Burley. Uh, he taught me the, uh, the the private equity model. And, you know, I went through, I went out to Arizona. I did some some really 
uh, in-depth, detailed training uh, and mentorships to learn the ins and outs of, you know, financial management, uh, private equity, everything that, um, you know, everything that they had to offer. And, um, you know, I switched my business model from debt to equity. And what that means is, you know, rather than borrowing money uh, to do these deals, uh, we we create partnerships and we work one on one with these institutions and the, the private investors um, to become a partner in the project or a partner in the portfolio uh, rather than just a lender. So it's it's uh, it's a win win scenario where interests are aligned, um, you know, rather than a fixed uh, fixed rate of return, uh, the the investment partners uh, get the um, uh, all the benefits of owning real estate well you know well our company well my company does does all the work involved with the project so like I said in 17 uh, we switched to the equity model uh, and then also you know one of the big big reasons why I did that um, was I was I was looking at my uh, my business over the last you know five ten years um, 15 years uh, and and I'm, I'm looking at it and you know like many other businesses there's ups and downs there's ups and downs, you know, and, and fortunately, you know, uh, you know, I just blinders on, you know, we had some, we had some tough times, we worked through it, we pushed through it. Um, it's like, you know, we're going to, we're going to get there. I'm not going back. I always had this, uh, I always told myself that, you know, I'll never forget where I started in that $350 a month apartment and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep building my business, but if I got to go back, you know, is what it is, I'll go back. Um, but in, in 2017, one of the reasons why I, I, I made the decision to go into that, you know, in-depth training and, and mentorships and, and really go all in and learn the equity model is uh, that was also the time that my kids were born. Uh, you know, in 2017, we were blessed with, with uh, uh, twins um, who many of you know, they're, they're, you know, very important, the most important thing to me. So, um, you know, once, once my children came or once our children were born, uh, you know, I told myself, like, I can't go back now. I can't fail now. I'm not going back. So um, sort of made that transition uh, from, you know, uh, doing doing some speculative stuff, you know, the builds and the developments and the flips and like, you know, we're still going to do that. Um, we're going to we're going to be very cautious on what we're doing, the projects that we're taking on. But I started thinking more, you know, long term plays. It's like we built the business. We have the model. Um, you know, we've done, fortunately we've done well over the years, but now we gotta, we gotta look at long-term plays and we gotta get rid of the ups and downs. So, uh, when we switched to the equity model, uh, we focused on, uh, primary focus is safety and security. It's like, you know, now, uh, bulk of what we do is we just buy a bunch of existing single family homes, uh, you know, create portfolios of single family homes where, you know, we have some cash flow, we have some equity, we have some tax benefits, things like that. Um, you know, it's nothing, uh, uh, <clears throat> nothing crazy, you know, it's not, um, you know, stuff like some of the stuff that we're building, you know, Mount Washington and Lawrenceville and Southside and things like that, where you got, uh, you know, these crazy finishes, rooftop decks and, you know, super high price points and all that stuff, which the market bears. Um, but, but there is, there is some risk and some speculation that, that goes along with those projects. Uh, we're more so focused on, you know, just base hits, just single family homes, just creating portfolios of single family homes, creating cash flow, creating the, 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 the long-term plays. So, uh, you know, in a nutshell, 
that's where we're at. Um, you know, that's, that's sort of how I started, how we transitioned into the business and how we grew the business over the years. And, you know, my, my plan and my focus here, uh, with this podcast is to, um, you know, just, just create value and provide value to you guys, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know, I know it's a huge commitment to, you know, carve out 20, 30, 40 minutes, whatever it is to listen, you know, to what I have to say. And I appreciate you guys. I, I value your time. And, you know, what I want to do is just, you know, have small segments here, provide as much value as I can and hope that um, you continue to listen and follow along. And, uh, you know, as we, as we grow and progress over, over the course of this podcast, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to talk a lot about real estate and investments because that's what I do. Um, we're also going to talk about entrepreneurship, uh, business, finance, wealth management. Uh, over time, over the course of time, I plan on bringing some guests on here. Um, I have uh, some folks lined up, friends of mine uh, that are business owners that are uh, in real estate, that are in, in other businesses that, that have said, you know, I want to be on your podcast. Um, you know, I want to be a part of it. So um, I have some guests lined up. If you guys have a guest that you want to hear from, um, let me know. Shoot me a message. Connect with me. Let me know who you want to see on this podcast here. Uh, if you have a topic that you want me to cover, let me know. Um, you know, we're going to be here uh, for the long term. You know, me, I'm a long term guy. So uh, we're going to be here for a while. If there's something specific that you want me to dive into, uh, let me know. But aside from that, we're going to try to keep this to 20, 30 minutes tops uh, each episode. Just provide content, provide value, and you know, see where we can uh, go with this podcast. So again, um, this was episode one. I thank you guys for listening. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for taking the time to, to listen to this. And um, uh, again, um, you know, let's just see where we can take it from here. Thank you. Mm -hmm.